Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and the next episode of Shahanisms is about to begin. Hey everybody, welcome to Shahanism. Thanks for stopping by. It's been a while. Have you missed me? Nah, probably not, but that's okay. I'm back anyway. Took a short uh, hiatus last year to take care of some stuff which I will probably talk about later, but not today. But since we're talking about conspiracy theories today, I don't want anyone to get all excited thinking there was some kind of conspiracy surrounding my time away, my time away from the podcast. So I should probably set the record straight. I wasn't in prison, obviously. I didn't die. And I wasn't kidnapped by aliens, allegedly. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I just took some time away from the podcast. It had nothing to do with today's topic, I promise. Also, for those of you who think today's topic is about substantiating or sustaining conspiracies, it's not. If that's what you want, there's plenty of podcasts and websites you can visit that get gossip. Because that's all it is. Gossip. Today I want to talk about the people who perpetuate those theories, the conspiracy theories. Those people who have detached themselves from reality and still keep talking about things they know nothing about. Some call them wackos or crazies. Some have an undiagnosed mental illness. And some are just instigators, troublemakers, disturbers of feces. That's for you to decide not me. So, I've been on this earth for 65 years, as of a few days ago on my 65th birthday, and conspiracy theories have been around the entire time I've been alive. Back in the day, there was no internet or social media. It was the coffee shop, neighborhood gossip, the PTA meetings, small social gatherings, things like that, where unsubstantiated gossip took place. Yes, I know. That was back when I was young, and dinosaurs roamed the earth foraging for food. I get it. Save your comments. But we all know plenty of people out there who continue to spread misinformation, fear, controversy. It happens every day. Some of these people are probably sitting in their parents' basement in their underwear, dreaming up crazy stuff to write about. And some are prominent people who operate freely in the world we live in. Some are even those who have influence and power and are alleged to have superior intellect. That's debatable, but it's clearly a fact in this mess. In modern times like these, people can jump on social media, the internet, and other broad public forums, myself included, and say virtually whatever they want about anything they want. The people whose opinions we embrace, respect, and notice do what is called research. Research is not about who posted something on Facebook or Twitter or someone who doesn't like something and then spins some outlandish reason that their their sports team, their political party, or some competition they were in turned out by pushing all the common sense aside and declaring it must be true 
because they just said so. Most of these people are nondescript. They're ordinary people who have more time on their hands than brains in their head, and they have unfettered access to the internet like everyone else. But a few of them are notable and popular, people who others listen to, and they have the means to get their words and beliefs out to the masses. Conspiracy theories are dangerous, even if very few people believe them. Worrying about how many people believe false ideas really misses the real danger, and that is that people are influenced by them, whether they believe them or not. It doesn't even have to be a conspiracy theory. Uh, let's look at uh, political attack ads. That's a good example. They aim to associate an opponent with threatening imagery and descriptions, and that might be all it takes to start the process of believing something is a conspiracy, or something bad is about to happen, and in most cases that isn't even real at all, it's just a perception. Alex Jones is probably the most notable conspiracy theorist in modern times, and that's because of his extremely large platform and voice. He is responsible for spreading more false flag drama about terrorist attacks and national tragedies than anyone else. Name one significant or traumatic news event, and you can be almost certain Alex Jones publicly said it didn't happen, or at least he said it didn't happen the way you think it did. He will change the narrative and try to rewrite history. He has said the, uh, like the shooting of Arizona Congressman Gabby Giffords in 2011 was a government mind control operation. Uh, the Boston Marathon bombing, another example in 2000, I believe it was 2013, that was staged by the FBI. And of course, the very popular September 11th terrorist attacks, that was an inside job. Jones's response to Sandy Hook was probably the most egregious example I can think of. For years, he aired falsehoods that the tragedy was, it was invented and implied that the families of the murdered children were lying. Imagine how horrible that must have been to those families that suffered insurmountable grief at his hands, and let alone the followers who believed him and not them. It must have been horrible for those families. But he's been found guilty at trial for spreading lies and ordered to pay millions in restitution to the families of Sandy Hook. Still, he denies he did anything wrong, and he refuses to accept any responsibility for his words and his actions. Jones has made a living spreading the word of the apocalypse and claiming to be a truther, which has surprisingly gleaned a lot of traction amongst those with the same beliefs his followers. Kurt Schilling, another example. Kurt Schilling is a former baseball Red Sox pitcher, and he's currently a prominent sports figure. Uh, he spreads misinformation about QAnon all the time. He has a following. It gains traction. Madonna, we remember her. All of her COVID conspiracies. They're too endless to mention here. Another good example, James Woods, actor, celebrity. He constantly spreads misinformation about QAnon. He also likes to talk about democratic, satanic pedophiles 
and child sex traffickers, and he has no evidence to support any of his claims. None whatsoever, except he believes it to be true, and he can't keep his mouth shut about it. Think about this. Nearly every celebrity death is now a conspiracy. It's like celebrities can't just die a natural death anymore. There has to be more to the story, and unfortunately attracts those who want to add to the story. Uh, Remember when Coolio, the singer Coolio, died? The internet lit up with baseless conspiracy theories, all claiming the rapper was killed because he had some kind of secret intelligence about the inner workings of the music industry, and he was about to expose that. Well, no kidding. Of course he knew about the inner workings of the music industry. He was a freaking musician. Doesn't mean that he was about to expose some bombshell about some conspiracy theory within the music industry. But that wasn't enough, so the uh, conspirators, the conspiracy theorists, they piled on. Then they said COVID-19 killed him. The vaccine killed him. There have been a lot of those in the past three years, hasn't there? Bob Saget, Anne Hesch, rapper DMX, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Princess Diana, and the famous John F. Kennedy, and the list goes on. All wrapped up in conspiracy theories about their death. Now, I thought it was a bit more information than I needed when it was reported years ago on the news that Elvis died from a drug overdose while he was on the grapper. Imagine if he died in today's world. Lord only knows what kind of conspiracy would evolve from it. Elon Musk is another spinner of conspiracy theories. Donald Trump Jr., Dinesh D'Souza, they're all in the mix of spreading crazy theories. The most recent one that... um, I think it was Dinesh D'Souza popped out with uh, Donald Trump Jr. participate in it, uh, that a gay lover attacked Paul Pelosi in the middle of the night. That theory was totally debunked by all the authorities who investigated the incident, yet it still gained traction. Now, consider the conspiracy theories alleging that the 2020 U.S. presidential election was rigged. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but... It's a big one. Some people no doubt believe that, obviously. But even if people don't buy the whole lie, they may still believe something about the 2020 election doesn't feel right, doesn't seem right, it doesn't smell right. I get that. That's how Donald Trump, the biggest peddler of the stolen election conspiracy theory, was able to keep his followers enamored with the idea that he was robbed and the election was rigged, and all he had to do was repeat the lies about the conspiracy to keep it festering. That's right, that conspiracy theory is nearly three years old and hundreds of lawsuits old, and that conspiracy continues to fester without any merit or solid evidence to support it. Many other celebrities, which are too numerous to mention, are the biggest peddlers of the 5G conspiracy. We've all heard that, that the cell towers, the 5G cell towers they're putting up are robbing our brains of something. 
And to this day, it continues to be front and center amongst the conspiracy crowd. The 5G towers, watch out for them. As long as my cell phone carries a signal, I don't really care. All right, don't go away. We're going to take a short break, get some business done, and then we'll be right back. It's Super Bowl weekend, and everybody likes the party, but nobody likes the shopping. What if it were possible to get fresh local groceries delivered right to your front door? Well, it is. Use Instacart. Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. It's a better way to shop than using the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. You forget that one ingredient you need to make your grandma's famous guac? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour, and you can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados, and they keep your eggs safe, too. Start your 14-day trial today by following the link in the show notes to let Instacart know we sent you, and it'll help support the show. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Alrighty, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. I appreciate it. So why do these conspiracy theories gain traction and spread throughout society? Why do these conspiracy theories cause people to believe these ideas in the absence of evidence? That's a good question, but it has a complex answer. Did you know that nearly 50% of Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. So it's not just the fringe crowd that's off the rails. 50% of Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. I did not know that. According to a study conducted by the University of Chicago in 2021, 19% of Americans believe the government was behind the 9-11 attacks. 19%. 25% believe the 2008 recession was caused by a small cabal of Wall Street bankers. I don't even know what a cabal is. I've heard the term. I don't even really know what it is. 11% believe the government mandated a switch to compact fluorescent light bulbs in government buildings because they make people obedient and easier to control. Have you been in a government building lately? There is nobody in there that's obedient and easy to control. Come on. Besides, I have some compact fluorescents in my house, 
and my ability to control or lose control has not changed at all. I still get irritated when one of them burns out. So how does this paranoid style of thinking happen so frequently? Why does it happen so frequently? Well, first, I think we have to define what a conspiracy theory is in order to understand it better. But keep in mind, conspiracy theories can be defined in many different ways, a variety of different ways. But in general, technically, they reject established and accepted narratives. I think that's the true definition of it. And that also implies that there's some kind of sinister and powerful force that's manipulating various events and situations, usually behind the scenes, and usually it's for political gain. That's what the theory embraces. Clinically, it's just herd behavior, or commonly known as herd mentality. Herd behavior, or herd mentality, is a matter of convenience. I hate to keep picking on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those kind of things. But it's so easy for people to log onto a platform and read something and without much thought or evidence, choose to believe whether it's true and then move on with their day, which usually involves telling others what you just read or what you think about it, spreading rumors, spreading gossip. Spreading conspiracy theories. My generation jokingly says, well, I read it on the internet, so it must be true. But that's a joke. We say that as a joke. Some people believe everything they read online. Some say the same same things about the news they watch. But the news has changed as well. The news is not reported anymore. But newscasters' opinions are widely disseminated, and that's not news. That's not research. That's not getting to the bottom of things we are curious about or trying to substantiate. It's a newscaster's opinion. It's not reporting the news. Then we have the deaths of celebrities and other highly visible people, not just celebrities, They have always been a source for conspiracy theories, but now there are factions, groups of people like far-right internet users, including QAnon communities, um, the anti-vaccine groups, and they rally around people and they bring them to their cause at the drop of the hat, and they have no evidence to support it. But they rally the troops, they get people all stirred up, and they bring them into their groups somehow. They feed information to those people that are hungry for a story to tell. And they, in turn, pass it along to others in their own little worlds who listen and sometimes believe them. When something happens, most people have a need for some type of explanation. It's human nature. You have it. I have it. Everybody has it. We want to know what happened. Sometimes people go one step further and they want to assign blame, but that's a whole other podcast for another day. As a result, they're looking for knowledge, but don't have the tools and understand where to look. They don't look in the right places. Those people, they will verbally vomit their knowledge about what our president, the president of Russia, or any other world leader 
a celebrity or a prominent person, they'll spew that out, talk about what that person was thinking when they said or did something, and they act like they were sitting next to them in some top secret meeting when we all know they weren't. Everybody knows it's conjecture. Everybody knows it's probably not true, but a lot of people will listen and follow the madness. Trust me, your aunt, your uncle, your sister, your neighbor, they were not sitting in some top secret meeting with the Defense Department. Trust me. Then we move on to medical conspiracy theorist. That's a favorite of mine. Unfortunately, due to COVID, there's a rather large fan base that wants to tie everything that happens to COVID mitigation efforts. It's very easy for that group to attach the label, it was because of the vaccine. It was because we have to wear masks. It was because of the booster shot. This can happen anytime someone prominent or not falls ill or dies for any reason at all, natural or not. The COVID conspirators will come out and somehow tie it to that. Then to make matters worse, as the coronavirus spread across the globe, actually, so did the speculation about its origins. We all remember Wuhan. We all remember our leaders talking about the China flu. Perhaps the virus escaped from a lab. Maybe it was engineered as a bioweapon. I don't know. Most of the people I know don't know. It's all speculation. Legitimate questions about the virus created perfect conditions for conspiracy theories. In the absence of knowledge, guesswork and propaganda flourished. College professors with no evidence or training in bio or virology, I can't even say that, virologists, they were touted as experts, but they had no training and they had no evidence. Anonymous social media users, they, they posed as high-level intelligence officials. And from China to Iran to Russia to the United States, governments amplified claims for their own motives. We all saw it. That alone fueled a fire of conspiracy that raged out of control. The rhetoric was endless. Doctors and other medical professionals are trying to kill us. The government is trying to kill us or control us. Microchips are being implanted in us. And it goes on and on. Bill Gates was even dragged into the fray. He was accused of designing a microchip small enough to be administered in the vaccine through a syringe. I was shocked at the microchip theories. I mean... I'm not sure what other people are doing, but I seriously doubt the government wants to go to the effort and expense to implant a microchip in me to track how many times I go to the store for groceries or when I fill my car with gas. Besides, they can already get all that information from my credit card company or bank with a lot less effort, but there are throngs of people on the internet and social media who continue to spread that conspiracy theory every single day. 
I'm wondering what in the hell these people are doing that think the government is going to that much effort to track them. I mean, drug dealers and career criminals don't get that much attention. So conspiracy theories are harmful. They are. They impact people's lives. And it's usually people who already live some kind of nightmare to begin with. And the ones who spread the misinformation take no responsibility for creating that harm. They're after a following. They're after likes. They're after clicks on social media. They're after some kind of instant fame. They don't care if it's a flash in the pan as long as they get a little bit of mileage out of their rhetoric. So what can we do about it? Well, the answer is nothing. At least nothing to change them. It's easy to start a conspiracy theory, but impossible to stop it. What we can do as responsible adults is not participate in it. If someone goes down the QAnon rabbit hole, don't go with them. Maybe a friend or relative had ventured down the QAnon rabbit hole and they became obsessed with trying to decode some social media post by various public figures. So they send you a daily stream of articles and YouTube videos. And they're all about how the government is controlled by pedophiles who are running a child sex trafficking ring. They're especially worried about the daycare center your kids attend. They have made a project out of you. Or maybe it's a friend of yours who's been spewing a lot of racist rhetoric lately. Same type of language we hear from the white supremacist groups, and it usually comes after the latest mass shooting. So your friend is constantly talking about how white people are being replaced by non-white people, blacks, Muslims, Latino, etc., and the government is letting in a massive number of immigrants so they can vote for Democrats or Republicans or whatever political party's favored at the moment. You're not going to change their thought process because they're generally too deep into it. Reasoning with the perpetrator of these conspiracy theories is impossible. They believe what they believe, and they rationalize what they believe, and reasoning with them does not work. Rationalizing with them does not work. It just makes them angrier and more insistent than making their point, and they will argue until hell freezes over to make their point. You don't want to participate in that. This is especially true with people who spread conspiracy theories in order to feed their own egos or self-esteem. If somebody feels like they need to stand on the backs of others by spreading misinformation, then trust me, there's nothing you can do for that person that will help with their logical thought process because they have their own agenda. And it's agenda, it's an agenda that doesn't include you, or it doesn't include the truth, or it doesn't include you telling the truth. All you can do is be there for them. If they ever decide to come to their senses, be there for them. But don't try to change their minds or try to convince them they're wrong, because it won't work out well for you, and it won't help them. I know that's contrary to what the experts say, but let it go. Let them go and move on. Believe what you want. Do your research if you're so inclined. And don't get drugged into other cesspool of lies and misconceptions. You're just going to become part of the problem. 
Until next time, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Well, that's it for today's episode, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and you've been listening to Shahanisms. If you liked today's episode, pass it along to a friend. If you didn't, just send it to somebody you hate. Either way, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I'll see you next time.